0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the
1: podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse.
0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, as you may know, I was in England when the Hamas war broke out. Totally the Islamic militants' fault, 100%. I mean, they attacked and killed civilians. Was I surprised? No. And it was interesting to see it in England because there are far more Arabs in England than Jews. So the reaction is much different to the conflict in uh, the Middle East than it would be here. We will have the best analysis of this tonight. And I say that with no braggadocio. If you invest time on television, what you are getting is a, a regurgitation okay, of talking points given to the commentators by certain vested interests. Not here. We don't do that. Nobody would even dare approach me with that. So we're going to give you a clear eyed look at why this happened and how it affects America. Okay, and that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. So number one, it's an evil act. There are three evil entities in the world right now. Islamic militancy, and that includes Iran, which drove this Hamas attack. All right. Two, Putin's totalitarian regime in Russia. Three, communist China. Those three evil entities are all capable on any day of murdering civilians because they don't care about that. That's very important to keep in mind. So if the United States or Britain or France murders civilians, that's a big deal. Not in the evil countries. Not at all. Don't care. Very important for you to understand that. Now, this conflict has been underway for 2,000 years, and it's never going to end. You can have treaty after treaty after treaty after treaty, not going to end. Certain amount of Arabs are going to hate the Jews, and the Jews are going to be on the defensive, protecting themselves. Okay, that is not going to stop. Now, why the criticism toward Israel? Because Israel does overstep sometimes in its defense. There's no doubt about that. There's a justification for it. Jews in many parts of the world are vilified. Europe to this day, even after the Holocaust, after the Nazis, after all of that, to this day, is much more difficult to be a Jewish person in Europe than it is in the United States. Much more difficult. Those old anti-Semitic prejudices hold in many quarters. The Jews know that they had to have a safe place to use the lexicon of today. Harry Truman, after World War II, provided that safe place, as did Great Britain. That was a civilized thing to do. By doing that, they trampled on the Arabs who were living in Palestine. The Jews came in, took over, ran it the way they wanted to run it. The Arabs were shunted aside. And believe me, there is no love lost between the Palestinian people and the Jews. They hate each other, Mm. generally speaking. The United States can't do anything about this other than to help Israel, which is our ally. Trump was a very strong proponent of Israel. Biden is not. You don't believe me? Ask Netanyahu. Okay? Biden is not. Nor was Barack Obama. They're not anti-Israel. They're not anti-Semitic. But they weren't at the level of a Trump or a George W. Bush. Now, I'm not going to get into the realpolitik, as they say, of why Israel is important to us. But you need to know that their intelligence agencies, particularly Mossad, are very effective. And they provide the United States a lot of very important information, particularly in hunting down ISIS and Al Qaeda. The Jews are very, very helpful in that. Okay, Israel also has an atomic weapon, a nuclear bomb. And so the United States has a vested interest, not just humanitarian, but militarily in Israel and the loons here in the USA who hate Israel. Are so far out and would put all of us in so much jeopardy, it's almost not even worth considering their opinion at this point. That's how ridiculous it is. So, we need Israel to be our ally, and they, of course, need us. So, there's a lot of garbage going on, as I mentioned. Um, and once again, I want to reemphasize that Israel does punish the Palestinian people unfairly at times. Okay? Israel is not a benevolent government. It is not. It's a militaristic government designed to protect the Jewish people who live there. That's what it is. You've got to understand that. Now, the attack on Israel, according to the Wall Street Journal reporting, which I believe is true, even though I use anonymous sources, the reporting came from Hamas. So Hamas was talking to the Wall Street Journal. The attack was planned in August. And Iran, the Revolutionary Guard, designed the attack. Again, when I was in England and I heard about it, that did not surprise me. There are a number of reasons for the timing of it. Nothing to do with the $6 billion hostage money. That money's in gutter, in a bank. The mullahs haven't gotten it yet. When the mullahs do get it, they'll spend it on whatever they want to spend it on, despite them saying it's all humanitarian. That's a bunch of bull. Once the mullers have the money in their hands, they'll do whatever they want with the money. And Biden's not going to stop them. But the money is still in the bank. We can stop that. Because if Gutter gives the money to Iran, we can devastate Gutter. But it won't. So you should know that. There's a lot of propaganda floating around. It isn't true. This is not Biden's fault. I know the Republicans are blaming him, but it's not. U.S. intel didn't know about it, right? In Israeli intel, usually pretty good. But our intel before 9-11, but for 22 years, our intel has been pretty good. We haven't been attacked at that level again. But this caught everybody by surprise. Now you're going to have to figure out why. Why didn't the Israelis get a tip on it? Egypt says it tipped Israel. Israel because Gaza is right between Egypt and Israel. And the Egyptians say, we told them, has to be taken seriously. The next thing is Biden's demeanor. It was not a good look to hold a barbecue on Sunday. There's 11 Americans dead and there will be more. That's not a good look. Does anybody think that's a good look? And today we'll run a soundbite from Biden He's more than an hour late for his address. The man is doddering. He cannot do the job. A barbecue at the White House? That's what you're holding on a Sunday when there's Americans getting blown up over there and thousands of other people, mostly civilians? You're having a barbecue? And you're the leader of the free world? Come on. I mean it's beyond any doubt. If, if America reelects Joe Biden, goodbye. That's the point we're at now in history. Oh, it just makes me sick. So what's going to happen? Well, what won't happen is the United States sending military, even though Lindsey Graham, the Senator for South Carolina wants us to bomb Iran or some crazy thing like that. Come on, Lindsey, you know, You don't start World War III. You bomb Iran, every Arab in the world is going to be gunning for us, literally. You don't do that. What's the matter with you? (sighs) Summing up. Evil. That's what drives murder and war. Evil. Let's wise up here. We're living in a very dangerous world. We have a weak president. The second worst in our country's history. He didn't do it, but nobody fears him. Nobody. And that's a memo. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop
1: story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the truth podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe,
0: download now the truth. All right. I didn't even want to run a soundbite from Biden today. That's how meaningless it is, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go. The brutality of Hamas, his bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel and we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Okay. Joining us now, probably the best guess I could have gotten today, and it was luck because we booked them last week before this happened. Geraldo Rivera has been to Israel and the surrounding area scores of times, more than me. He's half Jewish, Rivera is. He's half Puerto Rican, half Jewish. Very interesting combo. Um, and uh, here he is, joining us from Cleveland. Hey, Bill. So um, where am I going wrong, Carollo? Where What did I say that you didn't agree with? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't find... Uh
1: disagreeing with anything you said, Bill, I I, I think maybe uh, you could have spent a little more time on the barbarity of the crime inflicted on Israel, what provoked this current round of violence, which you you uh, obviously correctly point out has been going on for 2,000 years, uh, s- certainly since the creation of Israel in 1948. Uh, but what happened... In this music festival and, and the surrounding uh, uh, areas in Israel uh, at the end of the High Holy Days, uh, 50 years almost to the day from the Yom Kippur War of 1973, which was my, uh, my, uh, my first taste of war in Israel. I covered the 1973 Yom Kippur War and almost everything in between. Been to Gaza many times. There's a discussion to be had about Israel's militaristic government and all the other points you made, but right now what I focus on are babies being mutilated and women being raped and uh, you know uh, people being beheaded, hostages taken, uh, the uh, the other I, I believe and I I I listened with interest to your analysis of the Wall Street Journal investigation that uh, claims uh, that Iran helped plan this. Uh, But if so, they helped plan one of the most hideous mass murders, the worst slaughter of Jews uh, since the Holocaust. Uh, That has to be given the kind of attention, you know, when is that ever justified?
0: Okay, Uh, let me stop. Let me let me stop you. Nobody's justifying. Nobody can except the loons, the people that I said are not even worth speaking with. But the network news and and the cable news have covered the atrocities, newspapers, front page. Everybody knows what this is. But you're not surprised that Iran would foster this, Geraldo. You're not surprised. I know you're not.
1: Well, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know exactly how Iran, this, uh, this rogue uh, Shiite uh, nation with uh, nuclear aspirations and, and now the principal troublemaker around the world, I don't know what specific role, how could I? Uh, but I do know that Mossad, an intelligence agency I have deep experience with, uh, these uh, agents in Mossad could tell me, could pinpoint for me uh, during, for instance, the Lebanon war in uh, 1981, 82, 83. Mossad l- led me to the right guy, the right block in Beirut. And how this vaunted intelligence agency
0: could miss I know the muscle of a thousand. It's, it's shocking. And the CIA as well, because they're the there CIA in force. That that has to be explained. Now, I want to advance the story a little bit. So you have the far left progressive movement in the United States, anti-Israel. Now, I'm not going to say they're anti-Semitic personally, but they're anti-Israel. And they always have been. It's a hallmark of this progressive movement. Many American Jews are very liberal, extremely so. Jeffrey Katzenberg is the spear point behind Biden's reelection. How do you process that? Does that offend you that the progressive movement is so anti-Israel? I I think that it's very important to note there are kind of generational
1: uh, aspects to this. But right now on college campuses all across this country, your analysis is spot on. Uh, there is a, an anti-Israel movement that is very troubling. Uh, it's somewhat understandable I believe given the history of the uh, of the last uh, 10, 20 years uh, it is very troubling sometimes, Anti-Semitism and anti-Israel or anti-Zionism get mushed up, get mixed up. Uh, people are uh, sometimes uh, expressing hatred of Netanyahu's government in Israel, and they're not anti-Semitic. Other times, uh, uh, anti-Semitism is the motivating. There is a, anti-Semitism is one of the primal uh, uh, characteristics, it seems to me, uh, of, of Western man. Uh, it is very troubling to me. I, I think that incidents like what had just happened—you uh, saw in London—I'm sure uh, the protest, the anti-Israeli protest in London and many other places—you also saw support for Israel. So uh, what I come down is, I say, you can be anti-Zionist, you can be anti-Netanyahu,
0: but don't be anti-Semitic. Uh, and and sometimes that's a good the- point. But they don't, know the, they don't know the difference. I mean, these are ignorant people. They, in London, Arabs outnumber Jews 10 to 1. Arabs have taken over 40% of people who live in London are foreign nationals. And I can tell you, I was in Mayfair on Saturday, which is the most exclusive part, in the oldest part of London. The Saudis run it. Saudi embassy is there. All the restaurants are Saudi. They run the whole thing. But the hatred is the last question I have for you this is never going to end. It's 2,000 years in the making. The Arabs and the Jews, okay? A segment of the Arab population, the militants, want to kill the Jews. They just don't want to expel them. They want to kill them, okay? And the Jews, in response to not only that, but the Holocaust and all the other mass murders they faced throughout history, are ultra-defensive and aren't going to give anybody any quarter that they feel are a threat. There's no solution here. But the United States has to back, all right, the people who are most important to us, and that is Israel. Last word.
1: I agree. I add this, not, not in disagreement, but supplement it. The Palestinian people have to have Long term, after this is resolved and the perpetrators of this crime punished, they have to have a future. But because what else are you going to do with two million people crammed into an area, you know, uh, uh, just twice the size of Washington, D.C.? Two million people, it's the most densely populated place on earth. That's Gaza. Then you have the West Bank. We must go back to the U.S. Stated position of George W. Bush, going back to George H.W. Bush, a two-state solution living side by side. I'm not unre- uh, uh, an idealist. I am a realist. I know that the, the, the road to there is fraught with obstacles, but everyone has to know that that's the American position. And that would,
0: if that were possible, if that were possible, that would be a solution. It is not. The militants on the Arab side, don't probably want right, it. Sadly. they probably don't right. want it. And if you're a Gazan and you speak to that, you're dead. Remember that. All right, Geraldo Rivera, there he is. And uh, we appreciate it, Geraldo. Good to see you. Thank you. OK, how about the uh, insanity here in the United States? Harvard, 31 student organizations, including the business school, uh, signed a letter condemning Israel, saying they're entirely responsible for the whole thing. So Harvard is very, very embarrassed. Uh, Their former president, Larry Summers, um, condemned the 31 organizations. And I just got this update from my crack producer. Um, This is Claudine Gay, G-A-Y, president of Harvard. Only took Claudine three days to come up with this, okay? Let me state on this matter, that while our students have the right to speak for themselves, no student group, even 30 of them, speaks for Harvard University or its leadership. We'll all be well served in such a difficult moment by rhetoric that aims to illuminate, not inflame. Then the usual stuff. That's a repudiation of the immature and hateful student groups in Harvard. Now, Harvard is not alone. Columbia in New York City is the worst. Rutgers. Uh, let, I'm going to give you a quote from a Rutgers uh, professor, and MSNBC has been the nexus, NBC News, of Israel hate. So you know that, okay? Um, let me get the, uh, let me get the uh, Rutgers woman up here. Um, I got it. Roll the tape. In 2020, several human rights organizations, including Human Rights Watch and Israeli human rights
1: organizations, have said that Israel oversees an apartheid regime. That is a crime against humanity. Palestinians in the Gaza Strip have been held in open air prison, the largest ghetto that has been circumscribed by naval blockade and land siege, subject to caloric food intake, restriction of their movement, no electricity, no gas. And yet the whole world has stood aside and watch those Palestinians die quietly.
0: Okay, so that's a propaganda. It's not a challenge on NBC. They ought to be shaming themselves or not. They don't care. Um, On and on and on. How about the squad? And this is what I said, the progressive left. This is in Congress. All right, here's Rashida Tlaib, congresswoman from Michigan, quote, as long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding support, the apartheid government of Israel... This heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. Unquote. OK, here is Cori Bush, congresswoman from Missouri, as part of achieving a just and lasting peace. We must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli occupation and apartheid. You yeah, know, this is the whole thing. Like what about uh, ISIS and Al Qaeda? What about Hamas and Hezbollah? OK, who will just kill every Jew they can. Never a mention. Never. <laughs> oh, free country. You can say what you want. You don't have to vote for these loons in uh, Missouri and uh, Michigan. Oh my God. All right. So I think that is about the best coverage of this that you're going to get. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Let me know what you think based upon what we have analyzed and what we have reported not insane conspiracy theories that you hear on NBC News or anywhere else. I don't wanna be bothered with that, okay? What we say, all, all day long. All right, a report from the House Republicans says, 99% of migrants since President Biden has taken office have remained in the USA. A report was issued yesterday. I cannot verify the report. I can't. There's no way I can do it. Because though a lot of those records are private government held records. But that's what the Republicans are saying. I can tell you this. That open border is more and more significant because what I saw in London, as I mentioned, when I was in London studying for a year, 54 years ago at the University of London, it was an English city. English traditions dominated, no longer. It is a city of the world now. 40% of those residing in London are foreign nationals. They do not, they do not blend in with the English culture. They don't learn the language, many of them. Their customs remain the same. The neighborhoods are stacked up on what country you come from. Totally different than it was. And I gave you the Saudi uh, reference. All right, RFK Jr., he has said uh, yesterday, official announcement, he's going to run on third party. He has no chance to be president. Just so you know, there's no way on earth that RFK Jr. will win. So who is he going to hurt? This is the uh, interesting question. Is he going to hurt Biden or is he going to hurt Trump? I don't know. The people who would cast a presidential ballot, for RFK Jr. are in two groups, and two groups only. The anti-vaxxers, a lot of them, mostly right-wingers, I would say, okay, and the conspiracy people. Everything's a conspiracy. That might be mostly left-wingers. So RFK Jr. would probably take from both. But I can't with any certainty analyze what party is going to hurt. How many, uh, what percentage of voters will go for him? 12%, I think, might get. So his sister, Kerry Kennedy, uh, Rory Kennedy, uh, then it was Joseph Kennedy II, Kathleen Kennedy, Townsend, three sisters. I, Joe Kennedy II, I think that's his grandson. They all say, we don't, we don't want him to do this. We don't, we don't support him. Four Kennedys. Smart life. Okay, so while I was gone, I couldn't answer the concierge membership. We have had a surge in uh, concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. You pay a fee. It's very low. You get a free book, Killing the Witches, scorching hot right now. You get a free. Um, and then you have a direct email address to tell me how I can help you. That's what it's about. How can I help you? I would say 20 to 30 percent of the letters are financial letters. People asking me for financial advice, which I cannot give. I can tell you what I would do. But I can't give it because I don't know your situation. I don't know what you have and what you don't, what you owe, what the value of your property is. I don't know any of that. But nevertheless, I get a tremendous amount of mail, people who are scared about their financial situation. I answer every single letter, usually within 24 hours if I'm not abroad. There is a consistency in all of the letters, and that is that these people do not have trusted financial advisors who would take a look at your portfolio and say, hey, this is what you should do, or this is what I suggest, and here's why. The person would know your assets, what you owe, and all that, because you, they're working for you. You pay financial advisors. you got to negotiate the fee. It's got to be worth it to you. And then they tell you. But you got to trust them, and that takes research and work. You've got to speak to them. And you ask your family, you ask your friends, who do you go to? You don't have that, and you have assets? You're going to get hosed. Across the board, investing in stocks is risky. Investing in commodities is higher risk than stocks. Safe are government bonds and money in an FDIC insured bank account. But your money's not going to grow big in those safe investments. Depends on your circumstance, how old you are, what you want to accomplish. But this is so vital because the government wants to take as much money away from you as it can. They're going to take money away from you and it's not going to get any better. And the prices and the insurance premiums and the heating and the gas and the food, think it's going down. So you've got to know what you have and then lay out a plan, smart life it's hard to find a good financial advisor and a good doctor and a good lawyer. You have to put in the time. But if you don't, you're going to get hurt. Big. Smart Life, concierge membership, BillOReilly.com. Stay in history goes right back to the Jewish question. October 10th, 1982, Pope John Paul canonized Father Maximilian Kolbe, who was a Polish priest who helped the Jews hide from the Nazis during World War II. So he was a Franciscan, and he was arrested finally by the Gestapo in Poland. It was again Father Maximilian Kolbe, sent to Auschwitz concentration camp. That was a death camp. Anyone sent there was going to be murdered. There was an incident at the camp where someone tried to escape and the Nazis lined up 10 people to be murdered in front of the whole camp because of the escape attempt. One man said, I have little children and a wife who will die if I'm not here. Father Colby said, take me instead, which the Nazis did, shot him dead. No, they injected him with poison, they injected him with poison. Okay, so Father Colby, 46 years old, gave up his life for this man who survived. This is unbelievable. Okay, so Father Colby was taken out, age 47, not 46, August 14th, 1941. The man he saved lived until age 93 and did raise his family. So the Pope said, and he went through the whole canonization process, that Father Colby is a saint of the Roman Catholic Church. And that happened 41 years ago today. thought that was very germane to uh, today's broadcast. Back with mail and a final thought about my trip. Coming up. All right, here is the mail. We go to Tanya Berlaga, Parkland, Florida. Bill, you've said many times that our country has excellent intelligence and we would be able to intercept a terrorist attack like 9-11 if it was planned. If that's so, how would you explain the attack on Israel? Well, Tanya, first of all, give me a break, <laughs> okay? I never said 100% guarantee that U.S. intel can protect us from a terror attack. Nobody would ever say that. So give me a break. What I did say is in 22 years, our intelligence services have prevented hundreds of terror attacks on our soil. I Can I explain the Hamas attack? I assume in the months to come, we'll know why that intel failed. Dave Schuf, Sacramento, California. Why has Congresswoman Tlaib not been sanctioned or removed from her role in government? Because there is no mechanism in the Constitution to remove an elected federal official who speaks out about anything. You can't. You can impeach her. But they're not going to do that. It's a freedom of speech thing. But there's a reason why Congress people only serve two-year terms. So in Michigan, Talib should be out on her butt, right? But she'll probably win again because it's an Arab district. Adrian Gentile, Las Vegas. We the people are now furious watching the Biden administration lead our country into chaos. We need new leadership, not ideology. Well, we the people is what, Adrian. Biden got 80 million votes. And if he ran tomorrow, he gets 60 million more, I think, maybe 55. We the people, there's division in this country, not unanimity. Lisa, concierge member, Lisa, I hope you're enjoying it. Progressive totalitarians are not only, not only not care about the fairness of life, they wanna destroy the exceptional American opportunities so more folks can depend on, the, on big government. That's absolutely true and that's why I wrote the column Sunday column about the difference in England, our greatest, strongest ally, and here about opportunity. Didn't read that. Please read it. Terrence, college degree is highly overrated, especially these days. I've done very well without one. Learned to trade, went into the Air Force, hired by IBM upon discharge, advanced through the ranks. Sure. Sure. I'm not saying everybody should go to college, but if you can, it'll help you. Patrick Glover, Lyndhurst, New Jersey. I want to thank you for getting me killing the witches on time. We always get you killing books on time. Always. Never let you down. Today, I start chemotherapy for tonsil cancer. It's been a long day, but the book has helped. I can't put it down. It's making time flying by. Well, Patrick, look, I'm so happy that this is a diversion and we wish you all the best on this chemotherapy thing. You know, it's meant to be. And just fight, 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 fight. Lisa Korkamp, San Diego. Just want to take a moment to tell you how much I love the killing books. They're fascinating. I've read Killing Reagan, Killing the Legends, Killing Lincoln. I'm picked up Killing the Witches at Costco. And it is exciting. Kelly witch's best Halloween book, with apologies to Edgar Allan Poe. Sorry, Edgar. Best Halloween book ever. Okay? You read this book. A lot of different aspects to it. Now, it's smoking. Okay, it's going to debut at number two on the uh, New York Times list on Sunday. Number one is a hate Trump book. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. These are block buys. These hate Trump people. I don't know. But Killing New Witches. Number two, we thank you all. Drive me crazy. If I'm not number one, but it wasn't meant to be, right? Um, we have a new offer in, in appreciation of all our new Concierge and Premium members. Thousands of you have signed up in the last month. So this lives in to the top. You get Killing New Witches, a top grade polo show of your choice with uh, whatever logo you want on it. And a three-month BillOReilly.com premium membership gift card that you can give to anybody. So they get to get premium membership for three months free. All of that, $59.95, I mean, that's a fabulous deal. The shirt will last you forever. The book is the book. You'll love it. And then you can give that uh, premium membership away. So that is an honor of you, all of you guys who have come on board. We couldn't be happier. Word of the day, do not be restive, R-E-S-T-I-V-E, when writing to us. Once again, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town, if you wish to opine. Back with a final thought on my trip. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. Um, so I was four days in England, um, British Airways, good. It was good. There I am in the Cotswolds, okay, which is a beautiful place about 30 miles northwest of Oxford. That's where I was based in Oxford. Um, And I was there because my son, there I am, (laughs) and I love that sign. Okay. Um, My son is studying third year uh, in Oxford, and uh, he's, he's doing very well. So I had to go over. I mean, you see how my Money's being spent over there. But he's a big star on the lacrosse team, the Oxford lacrosse team. And they waxed Bath last week. And tomorrow they play Plymouth. And that's where the Mayflower came from. So they got to drive down to the coast, to play Plymouth. So he's, you know, lacrosse just starting really up in England. And so the coach recruited him. It's like that show, Ted Lasso, the American coach. There's my kid who's the leader of the pack on a team. Something really funny. But Oxford, if you, if you saw the uh, Harry Potter uh, movies, they shot the exteriors, a lot of them in Oxford. It's from the 12th century. You walk around, nothing's changed. And if you want to build something new in Oxford, see ya. <laughs> They're going to let you. It was packed. Packed with people. I couldn't believe how many people were. And crazy bicycle people, you know, <laughs> you know, watch every day t- because they drive on the left. And we went to London. Uh, I told you a little bit about it, but London was packed. I mean, went to Portobello Road. It's a big uh, marketplace. You can get anything you want there. But it was so crazy. And everybody's on this. Walking into people. There are people bouncing off walls. And then, oh, it was a zombie. You see that movie, uh, what was it? Uh, X-War or War X or something uh, about the zombies attack. That's what this was. We were like... <laughs> It was it was crazy. I mean, you needed to have a suit of armor to walk down Portobello Road. There's people all over the place. And it would, nobody's watching. Everybody's looking at the stupid phone. It was bedlam. So then I went out and uh, we refreshed at the uh, Dorchester Hotel on Park Lane, which is the best hotel. I always stay there. Uh, old English Hotel. And then we went down to Curzon Street, which is the main street in Mayfair. Mayfair, as I said, all Saudi. I mean, by England, I don't know where you went, but you're not in Mayfair anymore. And then we went up to Berkeley Square, where my father used to send me money when I was over there. I wanted to see for it. That's pretty much the same. And then Grosvenor Square, where the American Embassy used to be, um, they moved it down by the river, the Thames, and now they're building a Rosewood Hotel in the American Embassy. So I spent a lot of time in the embassy as a reporter, in and out of there. Um, So I visited, and I dragged my son along, and and look, here's what your old man did here, is what your old man did there. We had a great time. It was really a good time, and um, I uh, hadn't been there in a while. Now I'm spoiled because Ireland, we we go to every two years, and sorry British people, but Ireland is more beautiful than Britain. Because there's so many fewer people there. So, 52 million on the island in England, Great Britain, and then five in the Republic of Ireland. So, the nature, you know, that's the difference. But the Cotswolds are nice. I mean, you walk into the, the church and it says founded in 1237 and it's still operating. It's still there. So we post a lot of pictures. They're on BillOReilly.com in the photo gallery. I think you'll enjoy them. Um, you know, all in all, it was a uh, an excellent trip, and I'm glad I got to take it. I miss you guys, of course, and um, I hope we made it up to you tonight. I think this was a Cracker Jack show, and again, we want to hear from you about what you think, and thank you very, very much for watching it. We will see you again tomorrow.